Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, calories, weight, relapse, and other mental health issues. This podcast is meant to be an educational podcast, introducing you to the world of living with an eating disorder. I want everyone to feel safe as they listen, so please proceed with caution. This will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to season three of Reasons for Recovery. If you can't tell, I'm incredibly excited to get this season started. I am beyond excited because there are so many new changes coming to this season, the final season of Reasons for Recovery. Um, And I really wanted to end this podcast, at least the uh, seasons, uh, I wanted to end it with a huge bang and just go all out and incorporate as many things as I possibly can. Um, If you didn't hear the last episode, uh, the end of season two, I now have a video version of this podcast. Yes, Reasons for Recovery is now in video version. So if you are listening to the audio right now, there is a video version of this. There's a video version right now of the stuff you're listening to. So uh, wherever you are hearing this podcast, go to the description of this episode and you can click on that YouTube channel link and it will lead you to the Reasons for Recovery YouTube channel. So you can see the video version of uh, this podcast. Uh, Yeah, so that's like the most uh, exciting thing that is going on for uh, this season. I think the video version will incorporate a lot of um, better characteristics to the podcast. I feel like um, with there being a video version, it uh, allows me to Uh, kind of ad lib a lot more and kind of feel like I'm in a conversation with you guys rather than just like hosting a podcast like it's not just specifically like so uh, scripted and everything it's like I can kind of add on to things and I uh, feel like a lot more comfortable with video I don't know why but like just things are a lot easier with a video format I feel like and it's a lot more comforting because I feel like I'm talking to somebody like I'm on FaceTime with you guys or whatever um, but yeah there's a video version now and there will be for the rest of Reasons for Recovery season three and probably into the mini series uh, that I'll be doing after this podcast is over um, but we'll see I don't know uh, we'll see how that goes um, this is all brand new to me this is all a hundred percent like rough uh, draft kind of like figuring things out, figuring out how things will go. Um, (laughs) A little fun fact, I've already tried to record this podcast two different times and they both failed. The first time I recorded it on a different uh, system and the audio turned out to be fuzzy. The entire audio was fuzzy and there was no way that I could fix it. Uh, And then the second time I got all the way to the end of recording it, like literally to the outro of the podcast And the entire system crashed and nothing got saved. So (laughs) just bear with me here. I really hope that this third time works. You know, third time's a charm, so we'll see. Um, But what I'm going to be doing here, a little bit of a a change in um, how we're doing things since there's a video version. Uh, I'm not going to edit as much as I used to, and I'll get onto that in a second. But considering that I've already recorded this two separate times and it has failed me both times, I'm going to stop and start the video at certain points uh, just to 
hopefully reduce uh, the fact that this might crash or it might, you know, stop on me. Because I got to about 45 minutes um, into the last time I recorded this and it crashed right at the 45 minute mark and I only had like two more minutes to record. Um, so I'm going to try to like split this up into maybe one or two little sections to see if that helps, you know, because I feel like maybe I'm overwhelming the system. I don't know. Um, I'm usually a techie person, but for some reason I can't figure this out because um, this is just something that I've never really done before. But um, hopefully like maybe just splitting up the video into like maybe one to two sections that will help out a lot and not override the system. So if you uh, see that I like cut the video at a certain point, it's just me like starting and stopping the camera all over again. Uh, so for the most part, there won't be any editing to this video, but there will be like a stopping point and a starting point to where I'm just like resetting the camera to make sure nothing crashes again. So um, that's really um, all that is. But what I wanted to talk about a little bit is uh, changes into this new season and how it's going to drastically differ from season two and season one. Uh, but first off, if you're new here, if you're finding this YouTube channel just like from recommended uh, whatever YouTube does, um, like YouTube recommended whatever, um, <laughs> basically my name is Chris. I host a um, eating disorder podcast where I just share my journey through an eating disorder and my recovery through an eating disorder and just kind of giving you guys tips and tricks on how to begin your recovery and go through your recovery. So if that sounds like something that's intriguing to you, go ahead and click subscribe. And also, if you'd like to catch up on everything, um, I have my uh, podcast, the audio version, listed in the description if you are watching this podcast. Uh, so go down in the, descri the description of this YouTube video and uh, you can click and listen to all of the previous episodes of this podcast uh, that I've posted. Um, and that'll help you catch up a little bit because I'm pretty sure this is episode 25, if I'm remembering that correctly. Um, so there's a lot to catch up on if you are brand new here. So uh, yeah, there's probably a lot of new people watching considering that this is on two different platforms now, the video and the audio version. Uh, so go ahead and um, see my podcast in the description, the audio version only if you haven't already. Uh, but that's all out of the way and done. Uh, but to get into what changes are going to be happening for this season. Um, like I said, there's a video version now, obviously. We've already reiterated that enough. Um, but one thing for sure that I wanted to uh, touch on that I want to apologize in advance is that, like I said, there's not going to be a lot of editing done in this uh, new version of the podcast, uh, mostly because whenever I did the audio-only version, I spent a decent amount of my time uh, just editing the podcast. Um, so a lot of my time wasn't just recording or writing it, it was editing it because I flub a lot, I say um a lot, and I cut a lot of my ums out, and I also, uh, you know, stutter and have very long periods of time where I'm just silent, so if you didn't know that, I edit the podcast like heavily up until this point. And um, that required a lot of time, um, probably more than just recording it and uh, writing it. So I wanted to reduce that a little bit and uh, not edit it really as much at all and leave in the stutters, leave in the flubbing of my words, leave in all of the ums and stuff like that. Uh, and I feel like this will probably draw a better connection to the audience because like I said, it's not so heavily edited. Uh, and I feel like if I'm just 
real and genuine and like showing raw content to you guys, it makes it a lot uh, easier of a, to have like more of a connection uh, to me and to what I'm saying rather than just completely editing this whole thing like so much to the point where it's just like, oh, I'm just watching like a YouTube video, you know? I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but that's what I'm trying to get out of it is just I want to have a much better connection to you guys than I have in the past. And I feel like the video version will incorporate that a lot and not editing it whatsoever will incorporate that a lot as well. Uh, you know, if you have just an audio version, it, it's harder to connect with the person talking uh, rather than if you were to have a video version to go along with it. So that's why I really wanted to incorporate video um, as well and not editing it so much. Uh, it saves me a lot of time and it also encourages me to open up a little bit more because I feel like when it's super edited, uh, I'm cutting a lot of things out and not wanting certain things to be in it. But I feel like this will help a lot um, just personally for me and maybe for you as well. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and also one thing that I probably have never talked about is that this podcast used to be uh, scripted. It really just was based off of a, a script that I wrote in advance to recording it. And uh, then I would just kind of like read my notes as I was recording. But I feel like that wasn't the greatest thing. Like it did help me out a lot. It helps me not stutter and flub as much um, where I had my thoughts collected already uh, before recording. But uh, I also feel like I'm not as genuine when I uh, have a script, you know, beforehand. So not having a script at all will really help me um, collect my thoughts better and not be so bound to certain wording and stuff like that. And it'll help me, uh, like I said, incorporate a lot more into what I'm trying to say instead of um, just focusing on certain things that I've written down. So from here on out, instead of a script, uh, I just have notes, like little like bullet points on my phone. Of course, you can't see it because <laughs> the phone screen's so bright. But um, there's just little, uh, little tidbits here, little notes and stuff um, that I have on my phone that I'll be looking at throughout the podcast just to make sure I keep up with uh, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to reiterate and talk about instead of like a huge long script. Um, you know, that'll just help out a lot for me and for you, again, because I want to have a better connection with the audience. I don't want to be so bound to a script and, you know, I want to be able to open up a lot more and be a lot more genuine than I have been. Um, so yes, like I did script my podcast in the past, but like it was just like thoughts that I would be talking about in general, just more laid out and more uh, scripted and better thought out and stuff like that. It's not me just like thinking of stuff off the top of my head. It's me like really planning and processing like what I want to say. Um, but now it's not going to be like that. It's going to be, yes, like I'm processing what I'm trying to tell you, but it's going to be a lot more genuine and a lot more, um, a lot more of a connection. Uh, like I keep saying over and over again, there's going to be a lot better of a connection with what I'm trying to tell you because I just have little bullet points now. I don't have like a thought out script uh, where I need to say this word, this word, this word. You know, I'm trying to uh, reiterate as many possible things as I can to get my point across and to feel a better connection to you guys. So uh, with that being said, I want to go ahead and introduce today's topic. And today's topic is going to be about relapse. Now, relapse is a very, very heavy subject to talk about, I will admit, and it's a very complex uh, thing to talk about as well. Uh, but I really wanted to talk about this a lot because 
it is something that's very common within uh, people with eating disorders, and I feel like it's not really something that's talked about a lot because a lot of people don't really associate relapse with an eating disorder. Um, but it's a very, very common thing, sadly, and I really wanted to talk about it and talk about my experiences with it and how you can help yourself uh, within your recovery um, and do certain things in order to not relapse and not fall back into bad habits. So that's what we're really going to be talking about today. Um, and I really wanted to first talk about what relapse means to me and how it relates to an eating disorder. Um, so basically... For me, I would say relapse is whenever you uh, bring yourself back into bad habits that you used to practice or whenever you um, start up an addiction again from being sober for a long time um, or any amount of time. It doesn't have to necessarily be a long time, but um, I feel like a lot of people grow up thinking that relapsing only involves people that like drink heavily or uh, do a lot of drugs and stuff like that. I feel like people only associate relapse with that sort of topic. But relapse is, you know, a broad topic and can fall into any sort of category. And eating disorders is one of them. Um, and in this sense, uh, eating disorders and relapse uh, coincide with the fact that uh, any sort of bad habit that your eating disorder gives you is something that you can relapse back into. Um, for example, like, excessively exercising. In my case, I obsessively exercised a lot to get rid of my food. And um, if I went a long period of time without doing that, and then all of a sudden I start catching myself going into that bad habit, that would be me relapsing into doing that uh, bad thing again, that bad habit that my eating disorder really contributed to. So eating disorders are definitely something that you can relapse back into. There are many, many bad habits that you can um, pull yourself back into um, and that can cause a relapse and cause you to go back down a uh, bad lifestyle that your eating disorder gave you. And it also comes with lots of addictions. Uh, you guys would know that like relapse is really just um, something that incorporates your addictions back into your life. And with eating disorders, there are a lots of addictions that come along with that, uh, whether it be eating too much, eating too little, overly exercising, uh, getting rid of your food in some sort of form or fashion. Like there are many addictions that fall into um, the category of an eating disorder. And going back into those bad habits and those bad addictions uh, after recovering for a certain amount of time is a relapse. So that is really how relapse ties into um, having an eating disorder and um, how it can affect your recovery. Because, of course, with relapse, you have to have been in recovery for some sort of amount of time at first. You know, you're sobering yourself up from this eating disorder, all these bad habits, and then there can be a period of time in your life where you might accidentally fall back into those bad habits, and that is where the relapse comes into play. So, um... What I wanted to do first to kind of uh, talk about how relapse can affect your recovery and how you can stop yourself from getting to this point um, is a time when I have personally dealt with relapse. Um, there have been many times like within my uh, journey through an eating disorder before my recovery that I dealt with lots of relapse, but I won't really get into that. I wanted to more so get into a time in my life where relapse was a thing um, during my recovery, because I feel like that will have more of an impact than 
post or pre-recovery. So I wanted to talk about a very, very recent time, actually, when uh, relapse was very prevalent or it was bound to happen, you know, in my life. And by very recently, I mean it happened within the last month. Um, literally during this break that I was having from this podcast. Um, Again, if you're new here, um, I usually take about a month-long break in between uh, podcast seasons. And um, during this month-long break was when this period of relapse was starting to happen. And I'm going to admit now, I'm I'm not happy about it. I am ashamed of it. Um, But we'll get into more on that later on how... um, it didn't severely affect me. Uh, but anyway, going into this time where I almost started to fall back into a relapse, um, during this month-long break that I took in between uh, podcasts, uh, podcast seasons, I had a college break as well. Um, during this month-long break, we had like an Easter weekend kind of thing where it was like a Monday, not Monday, a Saturday. Oh my gosh, what was it? It was like Friday, yeah, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It was like a four-day weekend long break. And I remember I took uh, a couple of days extra. Uh, I actually uh, started my break on a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it was kind of an extra long break, like two days long, two days extra long. Um, And I did this because I was visiting uh, my friend at the beach uh, and another friend came down with me. Um, And I wanted it to, you know, last as long as possible because I never get to see uh, this friend uh, because she lives in a different state now. But uh, we went down to the beach and um, usually on vacations, you know, you have the mindset of like, you know, there's really no rules. Like there's no scheduling. There's nothing like you just kind of do whatever because it's vacation. You know, you're trying to have fun. Um, So I went down to uh, the beach having the mindset of like, there's no schedules, like, we can do whatever we want, like, it's just going to be fun, we're just having fun, we're making memories, you know, we don't need to be so constrained to a schedule, because that is one thing that I'm still very bad about that I would like to work on, is uh, I'm a very scheduled person, and uh, I'm working on trying to not be so much like that, and have more of an uh, open schedule, and be willing to do things at any time of the day, Um, and my food really ties into that a lot, Um, I have an episode from like season one, I think, talking about intuitive eating and how it is very, very hard to do. But um, that is something I've been trying to work on for a long time is intuitive eating. And that is like just eating when you honestly just feel like it, not constraining yourself to eating at a certain time or eating a certain thing. Um, You know, just feeling like, oh, I want to eat this uh, like right now. You know, I feel hungry at this very moment, even though it's not a certain time of the day. Um, And I feel like a a big thing that I do is I constrain myself to only eat breakfast, lunch and dinner at a certain time of the day. And that's a habit, once again, that I'm really trying to break because that is um, that kind of ties into having an eating disorder is really planning out your meals at specific times of the day and only allowing yourself to eat during those times. And I'm getting a lot better at that, um, but it's still very, very hard. I still struggle a lot with it. um, And I'll admit that, of course, there's nothing to be ashamed of with that. But when I went down to the beach, like I said, I had the mindset of like, okay, I'm not going to schedule myself so much. I'm going to be, you know, free to do whatever. I'm not going to schedule my eating so much. Like, I need to be flexible. I need to try to be as flexible as I possibly can. 
So um, when I went down there the first day, of course, like we're going to be staying up as late as possible. So the first night we went out to this uh, kind of bar lounge kind of place and um, we stayed out till like maybe 2 a.m. or so. I don't remember exactly, but I feel like I didn't go to bed till like 3 a.m. Um, but with that being said, like going to bed so late, um, I did not wake up early in the morning. So I woke up at like maybe 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock the next day. And uh, of course, with it being so much later in the day, I didn't eat breakfast. And this at first was kind of like a wake up to me because I always eat breakfast. I always like tell myself you need to eat breakfast because um, if you are not aware of my story, I used to be anorexic. I was diagnosed with anorexia in 2019. Um, So when I recovered uh, starting in 2020, I had this very strict like food plan, like you must eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, all these snacks in between. And I have kept that mindset ever since that I need to eat breakfast, I need to eat lunch, I need to eat dinner. Um, So when I woke up at like noon, basically, and I realized I had not eaten breakfast because breakfast time had already passed, I was like, oh my gosh, like I didn't eat breakfast. Oh my gosh, like do I need to make up for it for lunch? Like what do I need to do here? Um, And I kind of started freaking myself out a little bit because, like I said, I'm so scheduled with my eating sometimes that I feel, like, upset with myself if I miss the time period to eat. And I miss the time period, the quote-unquote time period for breakfast, so I was like, oh my gosh, no, I missed breakfast. Like, I was beating myself up over it, which I shouldn't have because, like, honestly, there's nothing wrong with, you know, waking up too late to the fact where you couldn't eat breakfast. Um, that's okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and slowly throughout the day, I kind of started incorporating that idea into my head. I started telling myself, like, okay, like, it wasn't that bad that I missed breakfast. It wasn't that much of a big deal that I missed this one certain meal. So, like I said, Throughout the day, I just started telling myself, okay, like, it wasn't that bad of a thing that you skipped breakfast. It wasn't that bad. Like, you couldn't help it. Like, obviously, it was an accident. Like, it wasn't intentional. I didn't intentionally skip that meal. Like, it's okay. Um, And then that thought, by the end of the day, kind of turned into, well, it, it actually might be okay to skip a meal. Like, I started telling myself, like, okay, actually, it might be fine if I start skipping meals. Like, there's nothing wrong with that, actually. Like, because I didn't, you know, die or anything. So, like, why not just skip a meal if I feel like it? So, this, like, minuscule little mistake turned into something way out of proportion from what it originally was because my uh, eating disorder started to kind of kick in a little bit and kind of convince me like, okay, it actually is a, it is fine to skip a meal. It is fine to skip breakfast, skip lunch, skip dinner. Like that's okay. It's whatever. Um, so I, I went to bed that night fully intending like, like telling myself, okay, it actually isn't that bad to skip a meal. It isn't that bad. Um, and then the next morning I woke up and it was morning and I was definitely hungry, but I told myself, I was like, no, it's okay. Like, like, it's okay if I skip breakfast, like there's nothing wrong with it. Um, my friends didn't wake up until like 10 or 11 o'clock, even though I woke up at like eight or nine, I can't really remember. Um, but I told myself, I was like, no, it's okay. Like if I fix breakfast, then they're going to get mad or something that I didn't fix them anything. So it'll be okay. Like, I'll just leave it be. Like, let's just skip breakfast again. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. 
And that's what I just kept telling myself. I was like, nothing wrong with breakfast. Nothing wrong with skipping it. It's okay. Um, And then I uh, went home the next day and I completely kept the same mindset, even though I wasn't on vacation anymore. Like I was done with vacation. Vacation was over. Like I didn't have to be so like carefree, no schedule, whatever. I could go back to my normal daily life, but I still kept telling myself, Um, this whole mindset that I created while I was on vacation and that was like it's totally okay to skip a meal like whatever what's it gonna do and I uh, started falling back into one of the very bad habits that I used to do all the time when I was suffering from an eating disorder and that was of course skipping meals Uh, I did this a lot when I was um suffering from anorexia and it of course (laughs) ruined my life it was very debilitating on my body my physical health my mental health and I didn't really quite catch it at the very beginning when I was starting to fall back into this bad habit like I said I was on vacation I did it twice and then I continued to do it post vacation even when my schedule was a lot um, more open and I wasn't like on vacation doing a bunch of stuff and I was waking up at normal times and going to bed at normal times um, so like I kept this mindset for like a good three or four days post vacation where I was skipping meals and I was intentionally skipping meals you know this first started uh, like I said when I first did this on vacation it wasn't intentional I didn't intentionally skip a meal it was just because I woke up so late Uh, to the point where it was like, well, one meal of the day is already gone. Like, you don't have time to do that. It's already gone and passed. Um, But as this bad habit started to progress, it started to become intentional. I was intentionally skipping meals. And I even went back to college after this break and continued to do this bad habit for about, like I said, two or three days. Um, And usually it was me, like, eating breakfast in the morning and then I would skip lunch during the day. And that was, again, another bad habit that I uh, incorporated a lot into um, my life with an eating disorder. And finally, uh, like probably four or five days into doing this, I finally like ended up catching myself on it. I finally told myself, I was like, whoa, wait a minute, slow down here. Like, what are you doing, Chris? You, you're not starting to do this, are you? Like, I questioned myself for a minute. I was like, am I really doing this right now? Like, am I really starting to incorporate this bad habit back into my life like I kept telling myself over and over again I was like are you really doing this like are you actually skipping meals right now and doing it intentionally like are you actually doing this and at first I won't I won't lie I kind of did beat myself up over it but very briefly um I kind of disciplined myself a little bit but after I had caught myself on it I told myself um I was like okay you know what, this is a learning opportunity. This is a time where I can learn, like, this was not a good thing to do. This was a bad mistake, but I can, you know, strengthen myself from this and tell myself, like, okay, don't do this again. Here's how you won't do this again. Here's what you can do to uh, improve yourself for next time. Um, And three things that I really want to uh, talk about, like three main points uh, for this video that I want you to take away from this is that, When a mistake like this happens, you need to grow from it, learn from it, and strengthen from it. And I'll get more into detail on that later. Um, But this is really a a good example of how relapse had affected myself in the middle of recovery. Even though I've been uh, recovering from an eating disorder for two years now, 
like, you're never going to really, like, fully recover. I know there's a lot of people out there that say they fully recover, but there's always going to be a time somewhere in the future where you might accidentally incorporate a bad habit just absentmindedly like I did. Um, And this could tie into uh, a possible relapse. But how you can really stop yourself from doing this and from uh, going down a bad path once again within your recovery is to do those three things that I talked about. Grow, learn, and strengthen. And um, how this really ties into uh, those bad habits is that, like I said, when I caught myself on that bad habit and I uh, disciplined myself for it, I told myself, okay, this is how I need to grow from it. This is how I need to um, grow within this mistake and how I need to um, not incorporate this into my life again. And then once I grew with the mistake, uh, grew to know like, hey, I made this mistake, like, I, I know that this is not the right thing to do. Once I had grown from it, I learned from it. I learned that, okay, this is not okay to do. This is not something that I need to incorporate in my life. And if I keep doing this thing, it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to lead me towards a better path. It's going to lead me towards a really, really bad path. And it's going to lead me back into a lot of uh, disordered habits that I used to have. And slowly but surely, I'm, I'm just going to relapse back into having a full-blown eating disorder. Um, so once you learn from that mistake, then you strengthen yourself. And when I say that, I mean, you really take that mistake that you made and not beat yourself up about it. You don't make yourself feel terrible about making that mistake. Uh, what you need to do is you need to take that mistake and strengthen yourself and make your, make yourself a better person from that mistake. That is like the number one thing that you need to take away from this is that you don't need to make that mistake, um, And like make it into a huge ordeal. You don't need to take one little mistake that you've made and turn it into something that it's not. You need to take a time, you need to take the time to really think about it and think about, okay, how is this going to affect my life if I continued to do it? And then strengthen yourself from it and strengthen yourself into a better person from this mistake. Because that's all recovery is about is learning to strengthen yourself from those mistakes that you used to make. And if you never take the time to strengthen yourself from them, then ultimately you're going to relapse back into those bad habits and it's not going to look good for you. It's not going to be a nice thing to deal with again. So you need to really learn how to really strengthen yourself from these bad habits or mistakes that you might accidentally fall back into within your recovery. So um, let me go off of my notes here, see what else I have written down. Um, So let's see, I already talked about how to stop yourself from a relapse. Um, One thing I do want to talk about, though, is um, how a relapse can not only hurt yourself, but it can really hurt others. Because you don't really want to think about this as this is all about me, because that is one thing that's very eating disorder related, is that people with eating disorders tend to be very selfish. And trust me, that's not me being rude. I would know because I am one of those people (laughs) that... Uh, tended to be very selfish when they were engulfed in an eating disorder. And now, you know, I look at things from all different perspectives. I look at um, how this can affect other people rather than just myself. Because an eating disorder makes us very self-centered. It makes us self-absorbed and kind of makes us think like 
oh, everything is just about myself and how is this going to affect me, not necessarily other people. Um, Because, you know, when you're having an eating disorder and you're like really, really into this eating disorder, you kind of deny people all around you. Like people are always telling you like you need to get help, you need to do this, you need to do this. And you're kind of living in a constant denial that you aren't in need of help and that's where like the self-absorption kind of comes into play where you're you're very selfish and you don't want to listen to others and kind of hear what other people are trying to tell you and um you know stuff like that but um one thing that I really want you guys to um take away from how it's not you know relapse is more than just like a you kind of thing it's like people around you also get affected by it as well um I know that uh, a big person in my life that was really affected by my eating disorder was my mom. Um, She, of course, she was one of the people every single day when I was suffering, telling me to go get help. Like, I I need you to go get help. I don't want to see my daughter die. You know, stuff like that. It was intense. It was very hard to hear. But since I was suffering from an eating disorder, I was in constant denial all the time. I didn't want to listen to her. I didn't want to hear what she had to say. But then when I recovered... That just made me understand her perspective so much more. It made me understand my friends' perspectives and my other family members' perspectives and how they were really seeing me and how everything was really affected uh, from them as well. Like how seeing me almost die was uh, very traumatic for even them. It wasn't only traumatic for me. It was traumatic for other people as well. And if you catch yourself falling back into these bad habits um, and slowly falling back into a relapse... Um, and you end up catching yourself, you really need to tell yourself not only how can I learn from these mistakes, but how is this going to look towards other people? Like kind of put yourself in the perspective of other people as well. Put yourself in the perspective of your friends, your family, like your significant other. Try to really see what they would see if you were to fall back into this bad habit, if you were to start relapsing and going into other bad parts of your eating disorder again? Like, how would they really feel? Would they feel great that you're doing this or would they feel extremely terrified if you were starting to do this all over again? Personally, if I were to have kept falling into that habit of skipping my meals, it would have led to another bad habit, then another, then another, then another. It's just like a vicious cycle. It just keeps on going uh, with those habits, like one after the other. And if my mom or if another family member or if one of my best friends were to see me do that again, if they were to catch me uh, practicing eating disorder habits again, I'm pretty sure they would feel very scared for me. They would feel terrified that I was getting back into these bad habits again and that it wasn't going to look good for me. So when you catch yourself kind of falling back into a bad habit, you really need to put your mind into not only how is this going to hurt me and affect me in the future, but how is it going to look towards other people? How is it going to affect people that are very close to me and that care about me a lot? Um, So that's one thing you really, really need to focus on with uh, recovery is how is this going to hurt others? Not how is this only going to affect me? Because yes, when you're in recovery, you need to like really focus on it and really focus on your mental health, your physical health, stuff like that. But you also really need to take others into consideration as well. All your loved ones, all those people that really care for you and would do anything for you, you really need to understand their perspective as well. And another thing that I would really like to talk about um, that kind of ties into all of this is um, recovery is not perfect. 
recovery is not something that you're going to very easily get through. It's it's going to be very tough. It's going to be very hard. There's going to be many, many ups and downs within your recovery. And if you've been listening for a long time, you've heard me say this a lot. I think I tell you this in almost every single episode, that recovery is not going to be something extremely easy. It's not going to be something that you can just get through within like a couple of days. It's going to take a very long time and it's going to be a hard process. And I want to make sure I reiterate that as many times as I can uh, because of things like this. Um, So whenever you're going through recovery, there will be a lot of times where you do make mistakes and not necessarily mistakes where you start falling into those bad habits again, but just maybe like a time once or twice uh, that just lasts a little bit of um, a moment um, that you make your, uh, that you kind of grow from and that you uh, make your recovery better from. Um, And a good example of this, I would say, would be like, Probably for me, like I have a lot of fear foods in my life where I did have a lot of fear foods uh, that I tried to avoid as much as I could. Um, And within my recovery, I had to teach myself to love those foods again and to learn that those were not bad foods because there is no such thing as a bad food. Um, And there were lots of times within my recovery where I would have like breakdowns whenever I would try to eat these fear foods because I was just so scared of them and I kept telling myself that these were terrible foods and you know it was really hard for me to accept that they weren't and that this food was okay to eat. Um, So that's just like a little bit of an example of how like a, a small little mistake can happen within your recovery or a period of time where your recovery is going to be very, very hard because you're going to have like times like this where you run into like a fear food and you have like a mental breakdown over it. Like there's going to be times like that. And if you go into your recovery thinking that stuff like this isn't going to happen, it's not going to look good for you. It's it's going to really uh, make relapse a lot easier to fall into. Um, and by this, I mean like you need to fully put yourself into recovery. You do not need to go into it halfway thinking like, oh, this is nothing. Like, uh, I won't make any mistakes because like all I got to do is just like eat food. That's it. Like you you can't go into recovery thinking that it's going to be easy and it's going to be a straight line because that's not going to happen. That's not how recovery works. Recovery is a learning process and it is a very hard learning process. You do not get through something like this easily because you are recovering from a mental disorder and that's not something that should be taken lightly. That is definitely not something that should be taken lightly in any aspect at all. Um, It's a very, very traumatic thing that you're trying to recover from and learn from and strengthen from and it's not going to be easy and I'll say that as many times as possible because (laughs) that's like the number one thing that anybody recovering from an eating disorder should know is that it is not going to be easy whatsoever. But the whole point of recovery is that it's worth it in the end because you'll be so much happier, so much healthier, and you'll love your life so much more and you'll be confident with yourself. Like there's a multitude of reasons why recovery is the best thing for you to do uh, if you suffer from an eating disorder. Yes, recovery is extremely difficult, but it's worth it. It's literally worth every single bit of the struggle that you go through. And um, if you go into recovery 
barely doing anything with it, if you like halfway do it, if you're not like confident in it whatsoever, then little tiny mistakes like what I've been mentioning will throw you off completely. Like I know, I do personally know some people that have gone into recovery thinking that it was going to be perfect and there's going to be nothing wrong with it and like it would be a straight line, easy, in and out. And then they have one little mistake. They have one little tiny breakdown uh, with something and they automatically think, okay, recovery isn't for me. Like I should just go back to the way that I used to be because that's where I feel happiest. And um, that's because they aren't taking the time. They aren't taking the effort that they should in recovery to learn from the mistakes they're making and grow from them and strengthen from them. Remember the three big uh, points that I told you that I really want you to remember from this is that they're not taking those mistakes. They're not growing in them. They're not learning how to handle them and they're not strengthening themselves from them and uh, strengthening their self and recovery from them. And that's why a lot of people within, uh, you know, having an eating disorder, that's why a lot of them, you know, think that if I make one tiny little mistake, okay, recovery is not for me. Uh, And you might not think there's a lot of people out there like that, but there are. And it's very sad to know that because they're going back into a lifestyle that they definitely don't need to be in. They they need to be in a much more healthier, happier uh, mindset and a lifestyle uh, that could help them enjoy life and feel more confident with themselves. But it's sad because um, I was one of them. I was one of those people that for a while I was like, oh, I made one bad mistake. Like, I guess recovery is not for me. Like at the very, very beginning, I uh, made one small little mistake and it was very hard to get through. And I told myself for like a good week, I was like, I don't think I can do recovery. I don't think recovery is for me because like this is too hard for me. I just can't do it. But then I learned that recovery is something that is going to be a tough, hard process and we just have to deal with it. We have to handle that and we have to just learn to strengthen ourselves from the mistakes we make within recovery. And if you go into recovery fully confident, fully ready to tackle anything that comes your way, if you're ready to handle all of the ups and downs, all of the the struggles, all of the breakdowns, everything, if you are ready to handle all of that and if you are ready to deal with everything it comes with, then relapse is not going to, you know, be prevalent. It's not going to be something that is really definitely going to happen. But if you go into recovery halfway doing it, if you're not as confident with yourself in it, then it it might be, uh, you know, a lot easier to slip into a relapse and to slip into the mindset of thinking, oh, recovery is not for me because I keep making so many mistakes. Uh, But just to let you know, in recovery, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. You're going to make many, many mistakes where you think to yourself, I can't do this anymore. But you have to learn that recovery is a long, hard process. And this is just a time in your life where I need to learn from it, strengthen from it, and uh, know how to approach this better next time. You know, that's what recovery is all about, is learning from the mistakes that you make and learning how to deal with them and learning how to strengthen yourself better from them so they won't be as bad the next time they happen. Um, And again, I just want to reiterate that you have to fully be all in uh, this recovery process from your eating disorder. You can't just go into it with like a half mindset. Like you can't like go into it halfway doing it. It can't be something that's on the back burner. It's got to be something that is like your first number one priority because this is 
becoming a better person. This is becoming a much healthier person, a much happier person, a much more confident person. Like you need to make this your number one goal in life. You don't need to make it something that's like in the back of your head, like I'll get to it when I can. It needs to be something that you do for yourself and for others, like I said, and that it makes everything a much more happier and healthier um, thing if you are doing this and wholeheartedly going all in on it and making it something that you really want to um, want to accomplish and making it uh, into a better uh, my, a mindset, better lifestyle, you know. Um, and that's why, you know, recovery is such a crucial thing um, and why you cannot be taking it lightly whatsoever. And if you do, then possible relapse can happen and you just kind of put yourself back into that bad mindset of um, where your eating disorder is taking over and where your eating disorder controls your life again. You don't really need that. You don't need that at all. Um, you're going to be way better off if you handle all the struggles, if you handle everything that recovery comes with and acknowledge that recovery comes with a lot of baggage and that you're able to deal with it, you know? Um, so to kind of end things here, to kind of wrap it up, just uh, remember those three big things that you need to tell yourself when you feel yourself going into like uh, a bad habit or feel yourself kind of wanting to relapse. You know, you need to tell yourself, okay, I need to grow from this mistake I'm making. I need to learn how is this affecting my life? How is this going to affect other people's lives? And I need to strengthen myself from this. I need to take this and I need to strengthen myself and make myself a better person and learn how I can deal with this the next time it comes around and how I can uh, strengthen myself and make myself better than my eating disorder and um, better than the baggage that comes along with it. Because if you keep telling yourself, I'm not strong enough, I can't do this, then your eating disorder will win. It will take over and it's not going to be pretty. So you need to make sure you're telling yourself, I am stronger than my eating disorder. I am stronger than the things it comes with. And, um, that, that's really the main takeaway here is that you are stronger than your eating disorder, you are more than your eating disorder, and you can get through it. So <laughs> with that being said, um, that's really all I have to say, I think, um, on relapse and really um, how it ties into eating disorders and how it can really affect your recovery. Um, one thing that I really like to do for those of you who are new here um, and for those of you that don't really know how I end my videos, I always like to um, take my videos with, or take my podcast. I keep saying video because now there's a video version. But um, one thing that I really like to do here, and actually let me pause for like one second because I feel like my storage is about to get full. So give me one second. Okay, sorry about that. Again, this is just something we're trying to work with and work around and figure it out. So just bear with me through this uh, kind of test episode. Um, anyway, one thing I really like to do towards the end of my videos, or again, I keep saying videos, it's a podcast, even though now it's in video format. Anyway, one thing I like to do is I like to open up the opportunity to reach out to me if you have any questions for me or if you'd like to talk to me about something within uh, eating disorders or your eating disorder journey, your recovery, etc. So, um, 
wherever you're listening to this, watching this right now, I have my Instagram handle in the description and my email as well um, for you to DM me. And if you're not so much of a social media person, uh, you can email me. And honestly, this is just for you to um, reach out to me if you have any questions, if you have any concerns about something that might be happening in your life, uh, whether it's an eating disorder or in your recovery, you can reach out to me. uh, Because I feel like if you talk to somebody that has similar experiences, um, they, you know, you'll be able to like, be more comfortable talking to that person. So if you feel more comfortable talking to me about something happening within your life with your eating disorder, all that stuff is in the description for you to utilize. Um, but if you feel like you are ready to talk to a professional, like an actual healthcare professional, keep in mind, I am not a professional. I am not a healthcare professional whatsoever. I just happen to be somebody that's dealt with an eating disorder. Um, and has a little bit of, you know, knowledge on it, but I am no professional, of course. I am not a, a, a certified nutritionist, none of that, a psychiatrist, I'm none of that at all. Um, so, but if you feel like you are ready to talk to somebody in that kind of field and that higher up of a level um, in the healthcare professions, um, that will all be in the description as well. Hotlines, websites, all of that. Um, If you feel ready to talk to somebody about it, like I said, hotlines are going to be in the description for you to call or text. And there will also be um, lots of websites down there with more information and more uh, resources for you to look at um, regarding eating disorders, mental health, all that stuff that ties into uh, what your eating disorder comes with. Uh, So definitely utilize those if you feel ready to. Um, But if not, that is completely okay. Take your time. But please remember that the biggest thing to recovery is that you need to reach out to somebody. You need to talk about it to somebody, whether it be me, somebody close to you, or a healthcare professional if you are ready for uh, uh, that uh, type of your journey, that step in your journey where you are ready to really start recovery and really start healing yourself. Um, And yeah, uh, definitely utilize those if you can, if you're ready for it. Um, Also, if you would like to donate to the podcast and kind of... um, kind of boost it and (laughs) help me like get more better equipment and stuff like that um my venmo will be in the description for you to use as well if you feel led to donate um none of the proceeds are going directly like into my pocket everything that you guys donate will go strictly into the podcast not towards me i'm not going to use it selfishly or use it for personal usage it's going to be specifically for the podcast so if you feel like you'd want to donate to help this podcast out Venmo will be in the description for you to use as well. Um, But that's all I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Um, And please remember to stay safe and healthy.